Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Okay, okay. Welcome to Sex and Sensuality, the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I am your host, Miss Mika Nicole, and I have my lovely co-host. I have Janelle. Hey, good. How are you? How you doing? I am great. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Friday Eve. And then we have Tavi. Hey, girl. Hey. Hello, both of you guys. How are you guys doing? Good, honey. Doing fabulous. I am so excited, guys, to talk about this topic tonight. So I hope you all join us. We are live and we want to hear your opinions. We want to hear your thoughts. So we're talking about, like, what is your sex life like after having kids? And I know we have a lot of opinions on that. I know we have a lot of issues that I know that I have worked with clients for when it comes to sex and kids. So let's dive into it. First, we're going to talk about our hot topics, and then we're going to address our three questions. Do you have a sexy time routine that you've incorporated since having kids? What would you do if your child walked in on you having sex? How do you prevent that? Like, what precautions are you taking? And when should you have the sex talk with your child? And what should you say? Mm-hmm. So, Tavi, take it away with our little juicy topic tonight, girl. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so a juicy topic um, which comes from, just like that, the Sex in the City reboot. The, I'm not sure if oh, you guys seen the last that show. Yes. Love, 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 love that show. But on the most recent episode, it was a incident where was it Charlotte? Charlotte? No, Samantha, not Samantha. It was, it was Charlotte. I it was Charlotte and her. It's Charlotte. Okay, it's Charlotte. So Charlotte was about to go down on her husband. They were in the bathroom, like a spontaneous moment, and then their daughter walked in, like opened the bathroom door, and she freaked out, slammed the door in the girl's face, <laughs> the girl's face, bruised her face, and I it was. It was this whole ordeal. And then she tried to take her out to lunch. She's like, I have to talk to her about it. And made this whole big deal. Come to find out, the girl didn't even see what was happening. (laughs) She just kind of overreacted in the situation. So it kind of goes with this topic. Like, what happens, like, when your kids walk in on you? Like, what do you say? How do you handle those situations? So it was was really funny how it was kind of taken. (laughs) Yeah, I think that was a very good topic. Like, so the girl didn't even see what happened. She just thought she saw what happened. She thought she saw what happened. And and she overreacted because when she came out the bathroom, she was like, oh, I was actually checking daddy's penis for cancer. And the girl was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So does he have cancer? Right. And it was this whole thing, but I didn't even see it. She was just like, oh, does daddy have cancer? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is so interesting. I think that I would have been very, very embarrassed. I would not want my child to walk in on me having sex at all in any form <laughs> or, you know, or fashion, whether it is oral sex or not. I would be so embarrassed. Uh-huh. But I do have a story where a Ooh. teenager did walk in on me. <laughs> and oh, this person 
Look, Come on, girl. Let me get my drink for this one. I'm trying to get a drink on this one. <laughs> it was me and this person that I was just casually having sex with. And the person's daughter walked in on us. Whoa. And we were just like, like, that's exactly how we look. It's like, gross. <laughs> oh, okay. And she walked on out the door. <laughs> <laughs> she was probably embarrassed herself. Yeah, I mean, was probably just as embarrassed uh-uh. because I mean that is just a hard thing to see, see your parents <laughs> having sex with someone else, you know, and especially like random sex because like we weren't a couple. We was like <laughs> we were just getting it in. And so I'm sure she was embarrassed, but we did have a conversation afterwards. I mean, the girl knew, you know, she she knows what sex is. Mm -hmm. So we did end up talking about it with her and she was cool. And I mean, we never mentioned it after that day. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all didn't. She probably glad that you didn't. (laughs) Right. I'm sure she was glad we never talked about that again. Like, oh my God. So has that ever happened to either one of you? Uh, not here, not walking mm-hmm. in. So last year, my wife and I, we live with, my mom has like an Airbnb attached to her home. So we were in the process trying to buy a house. We didn't want to renew our lease. So we moved into my mom's Airbnb. And then the pandemic happened. So we ended up being there longer than expected. But my nephew, we suspected he heard us, which we <laughs> thought we were being slick. We would put on an action movie anytime we were about to do it. For the noise, so we, uh, I think we put on like bad boys or something like that. (laughs) Bad boys, bad boys. (laughs) Just so like you hear an action movie and you're not, and you know, in case you hear noise. And one time, like we were doing it, and then he texted me in the middle of the night. It was like, really, auntie. Ooh. that's all he said so I didn't see the text message until after you know. I think it was like the next day when I saw it. I was like, wait. Just was like, do you think he heard us? And I was like, no, he couldn't have. We had bad boys on. He couldn't. Have. <laughs> and I never addressed it. I never texted back. I ignored it. It was just like it didn't happen. <laughs> oh my god! I think yeah, he heard us because the timing of the text message. I was like, yeah, I think that was around about the time we were, you know, getting it on. Oh my so. goodness! So the key, the key to your story is just put on bad boys and kids will not hear anything. You will not hear nothing. You cannot hear nothing over bad boys. <laughs> oh my goodness. What about you, Janelle? Not that I know of. I've never, none of the kids ever walked in on us. And I don't know if they've ever heard out, you know, Jaji always loves to put on jazz, slow jazz, but Always our rooms always seem to be far enough away from the kids. So I guess I've been fortunate not to have any of those mishaps happen to me. <laughs> that is so good. Let me now have y'all ever heard your parents having sex? No. Or walking on your parents having sex? No. No, no thank God. Never. Right. <laughs> no. I have heard it. <laughs> Girl. A couple of times. Hey, Grace. Thank you for joining us. I have heard it a couple of times. And when I tell you, I was so embarrassed. So, <laughs> so this was so 
we live, I had moved back in with my mom after I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And I hope she's not listening to this story. I hope she never listened to the story so she don't know it. But um, so I was living with her and she was married to my stepdad. And so I would hear, like, I would be in my room and maybe they just didn't think I was there. I don't know. Like, because sometimes I got off of work and I would come home early. And so I'm in my room, like, you know, relaxing or whatever. And then next thing I know, I'm just hearing them go at it. So <laughs> we were, we the room that I had, I shared with my, I shared a bathroom with my sister. So it's like that Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. So I would, and so to avoid going down the hall past their room, I would go through the Jack and Jill and her up and run out the front door. <laughs> so they would not know that I could hear them. Like, and they would think that I wasn't home or something. When- <laughs> so, I probably would have called them out. Like, I heard your little nasty self. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to more deserve to have good sex too, you know. That's right. I wonder, is it more unnerving for them? Or for you as the child, you know, it's like I think for me as the adult child, it was more unnerving for me <laughs> because I don't think they care, you know, <laughs> they didn't even know that I knew. So I think if they had known that I was hearing it, I think that would have caused the issue. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> so embarrassing. I- I remember once I um, let my mom use, I had like a carry-on bag and she was going out of town and she asked to use my carry-on bag. And, you know, this was, she was recently like separated from my dad and living mm-hmm. her single life. So she gave, she's like, oh, I'm done. Like when she came back in town, she's like, oh, I'm done with your bag. And she gave it back to me. So I look at one of the pockets. It is Uh-oh. full condoms. Like so <laughs> many condoms. Like, it, had, it had to be about, I don't know, 40 condoms. Like it was a lot. <laughs> Like, I called her out on it. So I took her to, I was like, mom, you left condoms in my bag. And then I look on her dresser. It is like the biggest box of condoms I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like, it had to be like a Costco size Sam's. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I got to stop. At least your mom was protecting herself because, and you know, I'm going to have to throw in some facts, right? Mm -hmm. Adults like 50 and over actually have higher STD rates than teenagers, if not the same amount. Yes. Right. I've heard of that. Because they are, you know, if they feel like, oh, I got this. It's good. I don't have to have protective sex. You know, I'm not worried about getting pregnant. This man don't got anything. I don't have anything. We too old to have something. We too old so to be doing this. Have the same thinking as you know when you're little I'm, or younger i'm too young to have an std i ain't having i'm not getting pregnant you know you just have that invincible thinking and so i'm glad she had a whole bunch of condoms you should have patted her on the back for that and i always say it's empowering for women to keep condoms when you're having you know sex or you know that you like to engage in sex, whether it's random sex or it's, you know, you're having a casual relationship with someone. You should always keep condoms with you so no one can give you the excuse that they don't have condoms. You whip that bad thing, that bad boy out say, oh, I got one. Don't worry. But it's so empowering anyway. So had to go in there and say that real quick. So 
Go ahead. It reminds me of, because now I was thinking about doing the rewind from your show, Sex in the City. So the first episode, it's funny you said that, because the very first episode, I watched a couple of minutes of it, Carrie ended up having sex with an ex, 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 that she'd had a couple of times. And when she ran into Big on the street, her bag fell over and she had like 10 cops. Oh, oh, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> So that was, that was, boy, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. So, oh, the other thing we had talked about was Rihanna being pregnant. I forgot yeah. the yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know I was so shocked? And I was telling Chase, I was like, you know, Rihanna's pregnant. She was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, damn, how everybody know before me? <laughs> I didn't know since <laughs> he told me. Yeah. I was shocked. And she's like big pregnant. She's not little pregnant. Mm-hmm. When, like, I, when I looked at that, I, it also goes in line to hearing about um, Nick Cannon having another baby. Oh, Lord, girl, it's a joke in the infertility groups. You know, people, you got to laugh to keep from crying sometimes. And they like, if all else fails, I know Nick Cannon can get me pregnant. <laughs> Everybody pregnant. This boy, hey, with now. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Lord have mercy, honey. So let's move on. Let's talk about, do you have a sexy time routine that you've incorporated since having kids? And Tavi, we're going to say it from from your perspective because you're going to have children one day. So have y'all even talked about like, okay, what will sex look like for us after having kids? Well, you know, we co-parent our little one who's seven. So we've had like- Yeah, so when he's with us, we kind of, I mean, not really have a routine routine, but it's more so like pretty much when he goes to bed. I think once we may have tried to do it during nap time, when he had nap time when he was little. But yeah, so like, so when he was younger, when we stayed in our other apartment, he wouldn't sleep in the other room because he was afraid. So he slept in a bed with Mm -hmm. us. So whenever we have to have sex, we have to go to the other room, which was like our sex room. (laughs) <laughs> that we had to go through and then we would just kind of create like once he got good and settled to sleep we'll kind of creep out go to our sex room do the dude and sneak back into bed but my like I wouldn't be as paranoid as my wife would be like any noise she would hear she would like jump up and like I gotta go check on him and like freak out and like one time like she was going down on me I was it was almost at the end and she was like wait did you hear that noise let me go check and like she stopped and like ran out the room it was nothing. It was a noise that was outside. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I mean, you're, 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 you're kind of ruining this thing. I, think that but, um, I can understand the paranoia, right? Because it's like, you don't want your child to just walk in on you. You don't want them to be listening outside the bedroom. Because y'all know y'all heard, I don't know if y'all seen that post that was going around for a long time about this little kid. And he's like, mama and daddy i hear y'all all the time and y'all be like huh, huh, ooh, huh. <laughs> yes i saw that <laughs> oh my gosh i did not see that y'all i saw that too. oh my god yeah that was funny i mean it's like a video it's like a youtube video of it oh it is god. a youtube video it went viral because he's like i hear y'all all the time making those noises and they like well what noises do you hear i hear huh, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are so creative so I feel like for us we don't necessarily have a routine I know that we are more inclined to do something sexy when our child is away from the house 
So when she's with her grandmother or when she's, or if we have time during the day when she's in daycare, those are the times when we kind of just try to have our little sexy moments. But I mean, we, I hope Chase don't kill me for this, but we had one moment and because we have like a little camera so we can hear her, you know, if she's making noises and stuff like that. So we're just doing our little thing and we think she sleep. Then all we hear is mommy, mommy. So we was like, let's just try to give it a few more minutes. So we got a few minute, m- moments in. So we was like, okay, try to do a little bit longer. But then we was like, okay, no, no, stop, stop. Before she end up running down this hallway and coming and get us. But we do keep our door locked. Like if we decided we're gonna do it, we will lock the door so that she does she's not gonna, you know, barge in on us. Right. So when we get to that part later, we'll talk about like what do we even say? So Janelle, with you, well, Gigi, I don't know why I keep calling you Janelle, but Gigi. Okay. You have you had a routine when your kids were growing up? Because I know they're adults now. Like I said, I think for the most part, our rooms were so separated. And I can really think back to when I was in Georgia, right? At one time, the kids' room was on one side, not on the other. But they, like you said, the kids are grown now. So that, let's talk about now. So I have my granddaughter here, teenager. <laughs> and I could tell you, it's like, it's so difficult because you be all up in your head, right? You're like, I don't know. So the best thing to do is like my daughter will take my granddaughter like once a month. And that's normally the time that we'll spend alone and we'll have our private time. And then, you know, also now we got the whole house. So it's not just in the room. We'll be, you know, downstairs in the living room, on the stairs. You know, you got, you got options. Yes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Because the importance is, you know, doing things spontaneously right so mm-hmm. the routine would be most of the time scheduling it like we talked about before mm-hmm. so yeah. my daughter taking her is perfect that gives us the time that we need to just spend time together I think that's nice that's nice so I do feel like we all have to if, if we are going to continue to have stakes of course or whatnot we want to make sure we have some type of routine in place First off, the first thing you do, you've got to definitely make time for it. And that's one of the biggest complaints that I hear from parents. They're not making time for mm-hmm. sex. Yeah. And it's either one person that's not making time for it or both people. But yeah. and it's usually the mom, unfortunately, the bio mom, because, you know, in lesbian relationships, uh, whoever is the one that's the main parent is normally the one that has the hardest time finding the time to have sex with their partner. And so you've got to definitely try to figure out about making time, whether that's you scheduling sex or deciding like, OK, well, you have a lunch break every day at three o'clock. So every Wednesday at three o'clock, that's the time we're going to do it or whatever. Just making sure you schedule that time. The Definitely the idea of making sure your rooms are a little further apart from your kids. Getting them out of your bed as soon as possible. Yes. Even the habit of putting them in your bed. Because our daughter slept in our bed until she was two. Mm. And she was forced not to sleep in our bed because we had decided to do Airbnb with our house. So we went and stayed with her grandmother for a little while. And so she had to go into her own room and sleep in her own bed. And so that's how it was. 
she was forced. So <laughs> thankfully, but definitely don't don't let your children sleep in your bed if you can help it. Keep them further away. Try to make sure they are asleep. Of course, lock the door. You know, be creative. Find different times of the day. It doesn't always have to be at night because we already know we are the most tired after a long work day. So mm-hmm. it's harder to even get it in at night anyway when people who have been working all day, you have yeah. a stay-at-home mom sometimes or a stay-at-home mom that is um, working. Mm-hmm. Right. She also works and stay at home and take care of the child. So it's like at night may not be the best time. So you just got to mm-hmm. be creative. Even if you have to schedule it where it's like, hey, this weekend you need to, you know, maybe we need to have our, you know, the grandparents watch the child for the weekend. A friend come watch the child for the weekend or something. So you can make sure you get it in because it's very, very, very important that we are spending that intimate time with our Mm -hmm. spouse. Mm -hmm. And it's always, and it's not just about sex all the time either. It's just being able to be close to your spouse without having to worry about parenting. Yes. Yes. In the Yes. Jenna, did you have something you wanted to say? Because it looked like you did. I wanted to say that, you know, like you said about the spontaneity and doing something different. Like sometimes you don't even have to go to a motel hotel. The kids sleep, go right on out there to your SUV or truck. Yeah. I'm just saying, the kids are still technically being watched, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. You're there. You don't have to leave your house. You ain't gone nowhere. That's right. You can see what's happening around you, especially if you <laughs> especially you sitting up on that thing, right? <laughs> Yes, be ma'am. Be creative. And it'll bring the spice back into your relationship. That's what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Because even speaking of being outside on the balcony, Mm-hmm. If you, depending on where you live, you know, mm-hmm. how much obscurity you have for your neighbors. Yes, that's right. That's a sexy spot. When you mentioned the garage, I love that idea. So you got to create some type of routine. Oh, somebody also said the shower. That is a very good idea because your child just thinks you're taking a shower. If you just go, <laughs> like, we're just idea. getting clean. <laughs> Oh, but what I was going to add was um, I actually saw this on, I think, TikTok a few weeks ago. They mm-hmm. have door alarms for that you could put on your kid's bedroom door. And it um, you hang it on your door and then you like set it like whenever they're going to bed or they're in a room and it connects to your phone. So if mm-hmm. they try to open, once they open the door, it alarms to your phone. So, you know, it'll give you like a little... 15 to 20 second buffer so if you're like in the middle of something you can kind of cover up real quick or do something I actually have like I because I um because I couldn't find the TikTok I watched but I looked it up on Amazon I just put door alarms and there was tons of options and yeah, yeah they have one that's like a couple of five different alarms so you can put it on all the doors in your I house. love that so yeah. when the door opens it rings to your phone so it lets you know okay a child is about to come in Oh, that is such a good idea. And you know what? Those door alarms are also good for those teenagers that try to sneak their butts out somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's true. Yep. I said, because it goes on the outside of the door, so they can't disalarm it from inside the room. So once it opens, they mm-hmm. let them know that, that they're coming out, which I think is an excellent idea. It is. Definitely. I love that idea. It is excellent. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not Girl, order you one, girl. Hey, Siri, Siri, put an alarm on. <laughs> Siri, order me a booty alarm. 
the other thing too is you know make sure you are enforcing bedtime with your children especially kids that are you know three and three to what like 12 years old that they have a predictable bedtime that's every night like you know they're going to bed at 8 30 so that you start winding them down getting them ready and in that way you can start getting yourself ready because you know that child is going to be out by 9 30 so now you got a good little bit of time to get some mm-hmm. good little sexy time in yes bedtime is, it. bedtime is important i work in pediatric mental health so i'm dealing with parents and children a lot and You'll be surprised at how many parents they say they don't have a bedtime. And I'm like, what do you mean they don't have a bedtime? I'm like, bedtime is just as much for the parent as it is for the child. I'm like, you have to have that self-care time. And even if you're not having sexy time, even if you just need a moment, like, that's your time. Like, I, when we have our little one, I don't want to see him pass nine o'clock. I don't want to see, I don't want to see him. You be in your room. You could be, you could be still be awake, still watching a movie if you're staying up later. Yes. You uh, no, like I, I don't play that. My wife is more lenient with it than I am. She's like, oh, but we're having fun. I'm like, and she's like, okay, Jackson, let's go to bed. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm like, we need our time where we're not having to entertain and mm-hmm. you know, be 100%. Like we don't have to be parents. My um yeah. three-year-old, she enjoys her bedtime routine. She's like, can we go upstairs and put on my movie for the night? You know, and so she got to go in her room, put her little movie on because she gets to watch a movie. If we get, if she goes to bed at like eight o'clock, she can watch her movie because she'll be out by nine. So, right. or 8.30 most of the time. So, and I feel like it's so important because it's just like, you get to just let your hair down. Like you said, it's not even about sexy time. It's just about good self-care time. Being able yes. to say, I'm just sitting right. down. I'm relaxing tonight. I'm not going to sit up here and fret. I don't have to worry about anything right now. I could read a book if I want to. I could watch my favorite mm-hmm. show if I want to. Mm-hmm. Drink my glass of wine. You know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, Nika said, y'all dressing up today. Where we going? Good? <laughs> Thank you, Nika. Thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. So, Nika, what are your thoughts about incorporating sex into your life now that you are a parent? She actually has two little boys, a Mm. three-year-old and a one-year-old, I think. Or maybe he's two. If you can comment, let us know your thoughts. That would be good. The other question is, oh, quickies. I I forgot to mention quickies. Quickies are your Friend, <laughs> love a good quickie. Nothing wrong with a quickie, honey. Oh, she said they're foreign too. All right, girl, thank oh. you. So what are, I knew that was like close to my baby's age, but yeah, what do you do? Oh, she said, girl, ain't no sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are y'all doing, girl, if y'all not having sex? Oh, girl, maybe we have to talk about that off air. <laughs> but yes, quickies. Quickies are your friends. Incorporate a good quickie, a good five to ten minute, real quick, get your nut off and go on about your business. So oh she I said quickie. It's like a game for us. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because um, you know, now that I'm blessed enough to have this work at home life, I love it. <laughs> you know, I have moments where I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I have like 30 minutes until my next patient or I have an hour to my next patient like let's see if we can go here bang 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 <laughs> it's, it's great I love it like sometimes like you know do a little bit then I'll go talk to my patient, go, to patient. <laughs> go do a little bit more 
<laughs> like, oh, okay. And I just set alarms on my phone just to make sure I can have time to, you know, make myself decent. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like doing it on your lunch break. Mm-hmm. Like every night. Because I work, you know, late at night. So I work overnight. And so, you know, every now and again, it, it may be like two o'clock in the morning and it's my lunch break. So it's like we can go get it in if, if baby's still awake. Sometimes she awake, sometimes she not. But if she's still awake, you know, she'll probably like come in like we'll get it in real quick. So <laughs> I love that. I love that little sneaky. <laughs> I know it's exciting. Like it's like a, it's like a rush. Like, ooh, we only have a little bit of time. Let's see if we can. Let's yes, see what we get. It's hard to make the time. Well, girl, we're giving y'all tips on how to make the time, honey. So I hope you're taking notes because making time is the most important aspect of getting it in when it comes to having sex. So let's move on to our, because I think, did we address, I think we kind of addressed it. Like, what would you do if your child walked in on you having sex? Did we talk about that? No, not really. Uh, We talked about our issues. Okay. So what would you do if your child walked in on you having sex? Let's start with you, Tommy, because you got that seven-year-old over there. I think with that, it kind of depends on the age and where they are. And you kind of have to assess what they even saw. Because I feel like when it happens, you're like your first thing is like, oh my gosh, they saw everything and you kind of freak out. Similar to what happened in the mm-hmm. Sex in the City episode. Come to yeah. find out, she didn't even see nothing. And it was like, she made this whole to-do over nothing. So it's kind of like, you want to see what they saw because they may have not saw nothing, you know? And you just kind of, I would say, so hey, like when you came to the room, like what was happening? And see what they say. Like you said, they yeah. could be like, oh, well, you're on top of that person tickling or y'all wrestling or y'all playing because when they're little, like, I mean, our little one, he's seven. So he doesn't know what that was. I think we would just say, Oh, we were like wrestling. Cause we like play wrestle with him. So I, you just got to see what they saw first, because if they may have not saw nothing. It may not be an issue. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Like assessing what did they see in that moment and mm-hmm. asking them. And I think that sometimes because, we make sex so taboo that we run away from it and yes. opposed to talking about it. So it's like, talk about it. What, why not talk about it? It's nothing wrong with it. You know, my Absolutely. little girl, she, if she see us kiss, she's always like, oh, <laughs> you know, she loves to see stuff like that. And, and it's good for kids to see loving acts. So I do agree with you. It's like, well, let's talk about what did you see? And then they can explain to you whatever they, in their head, what, what it was that they saw. And then at that point, if they actually seen you, even if they didn't see you actually having sex, but you can say, or to them, they didn't interpret it as having sex, but you can talk about that. You can say to a child, depending on the age, well, this is something, you know, me and mommy and, or daddy, or me and mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy, whatever, we were um, showing each other how much we love each other. And these are things mm-hmm. that adults do when they're in love and when they're happy with each other. You know, they do when they're unhappy too, but I'm just saying, the main <laughs> thing is when they're happy with each other, this is how they express love. And then as you get older, I'll tell you a little bit more about what that looks like. You know, yeah. but understand that we all have to have boundaries in the household. And if mommy's door is shut or daddy's door is shut, I need you to make sure you knock and wait yes. until I, I tell mm-hmm. you, you can come 
in before you enter. You know, yes. being able to have those types of conversations with your children, it established clear boundaries. It helps them develop boundaries for themselves as well, because then they also know that they can have private time in their room. Right. My private sex time, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because we actually had that conversation with Jackson. Like, you know, when our doors close, make sure you knock on a door. Because we also, he was waking up crazy early in the morning and we had to put a clock in his room. We we're like, okay, you don't leave the room until it's eight o'clock. Because he would get up at like five o'clock in the morning and start doing parkour in our living room. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he has, now he has his own room. So we had to say like, you know, you can't, don't leave the room until it's eight o'clock. And then, so if he, if it's eight o'clock and we're not like up and about, He'll come and he'll knock on the door and say, hey, guys, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say, oh, come in. And he'll kind of come in and get in the bed with us usually. But um, we had at least, I want to say he was like four when we had that conversation with him. Like, look, look here. Eight o'clock is when you can come out the room in the morning. <laughs> and then, you know, knocking on the door. And you can tell your kids that when they're little. They understand, you know. Right. They do. They do. Right. Um, Yuki, did you have something you wanted to add? Just not overreacting. You know, try to take the cues from your child, you know, mm-hmm. again, automatically thinking that they see something that they may not have seen. So if you stay calm and make sure that the, at the moment you're addressing the situation without going into too much detail, but being the adult following through, following up with them, if it wasn't for that day, later on that day or the next day. And like Mika said, making sure you talk to them, starting from just, you know, how important it is to, to show love and affection to somebody that you're with and based on their their age and maturity level so that they can understand what's going on. Definitely, definitely. Well, that definitely leads us into our final question, which is how do we talk to kids about sex? Like, how do we talk to them about it? What are some things that we say? One of the first things that I encourage parents to say, like if, if a child comes up to them and they're like, I heard y'all kind of like moaning in there last night. I don't know what that is. So being able to ask them, well, what, ask them like, well, what do you know about moaning? You know, what do you know about sex? What do you know so that you can get an understanding of where they are in their head, kind of aligning to what we had said already, but you get an understanding on what is going on in their mind and then you kind of just meet them where they are and start the conversation there. So trying to identify where they are with their thinking, mm-hmm. I think is very important in what they know. Because some kids may actually know something. And mm-hmm. now you're able to, they may say, well, I heard that sex happens when a man puts his penis in a, in the woman's vagina. Okay, now you got somewhere to go. Well, yeah, yeah you have the sex that is called penetration but there are other forms of sex you know two women they sometimes have sex two men sometimes have sex and then you kind of can give a, a conversation depending on their age range surrounding what sex is for different types of relationships mm-hmm. and also that oral sex is a form of sex as well because a lot of people think it's not they they just think <laughs> foreplay but it's like no that's sex too yeah you, you still yeah. haven't you haven't said you know it <laughs> you're doing it you make sure you ask them okay do you understand you know what do you think about that did I answer your question just making sure that you're you are checking in with their level of understanding to what you have told them and then you can always ask like what other questions do you have about this and you know and then I always feel like 
once a child turns about 10 to 12 years old, it's time to start talking about safe sex. You know, right. what safe sex looks like. What does consent look like when it comes to sex? Really. Teaching boys, if you have boys, teaching them how to hear the word no, because that's the problem with rape, right? And right. consent is boys actually learning to hear the word no, mm-hmm. not girls saying no, because a girl can say no all day, but the mm-hmm. boy has to hear the no and understand that this is a clear no. Right. Mm-hmm. Good point. So, those are some of my tips. Do you ladies have any tips that you want to share before we wrap up our show tonight? Yeah. When I was looking this up, getting some information, I learned a lot. But one of the things that I thought was interesting when they said, don't lie. I know it's easy for you to want to be like, oh my gosh, nothing's going on here or, you know, whatever you were thinking. But I know it's easier to do that because you feeling uncomfortable, you, you, you know, your child's uncomfortable, you're in a really uncomfortable situation and place. But the best thing to do always is to be honest, just take it slow feed off of their energy and, and mm-hmm. what it is that they're trying to divulge to you and go from there. Because at the end of the day, you're the adult, they're the child, and they trust you to be honest yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Even in hard situations, yes. we still have to be honest with them. So mm-hmm. that was one of the points that really stuck out to me when I was reading. Yeah. yeah I, love I love that you said that because I do feel like Sex is, again, it's one of those taboo topics that we just yeah. feel like, oh my gosh, you can't talk about it. Oh my Lord, the kids can't know having sex. All this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, they can't know that you're having sex, Shannon. It's all fine. But you just <laughs> want to make sure that you are being as honest about what's mm-hmm. happening as possible. Because they're going to go out there and try to find that information anyway. Anyway. And a lot of times right. they're already getting the wrong information. Most so definitely. <laughs> They need to trust their parents. It's going to give them the right information when it comes to sex so that they can protect themselves. And it's empowering, you know, for them to be knowledgeable about it and know the truth about it. Mm Because now it empowers them to make good, healthy sex choices for themselves. Hey, girl. Hey. And I feel like the concern is like people always they're like, oh, I'm going to promote abstinence. I don't want my child having sex. But it's not about even promoting abstinence. It's about promoting healthy, safe sex. Healthy, safe choices. Right. When it comes to sex. So that is what I feel like parents have to start focusing on more so than focusing on, well, you don't need to be having sex and all these STDs going to get you killed. Uh, Whatever, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. Don't try to scare children away from sex. They're feeling it in their bodies. They have these questions. People, you know, other teenagers saying they're doing it or mm-hmm. they're watching porn or something. So it's out there. Mm-hmm. These kids are talking about it. So you might as well try to control the narrative as much as possible by being honest mm-hmm. and um, empowering your child to make healthy choices if they do decide to have sex. I was talking about consent. Also, our girls, it is okay to say no. A lot of times, you know, women are taught or made to feel like they have to do it. They have to say yes. Um, And they don't. You don't have to say yes. And we need to teach our kids, our girls, you don't have to say yes. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have to. You don't have to. Our boys, too. They think they have to do it, too, because everybody else, all the boys are doing it. 
But teaching them, no, you don't have to say yes. And it's okay to say no. And if you say no, you're still going to be loved. And if you're not by that particular person, then you you find somebody else, child. That's going <laughs> to and your choices. <laughs> right, right. But so I hope you all have learned something tonight. We did record this show live. So I thank you guys for everyone who tuned in and who actually made comments. We really appreciate that. We are trying to do more live recordings of our podcast to give y'all opportunity to interact with us more and to just learn more and ask more questions. Being able to ask more questions can make a really big difference in you gaining the knowledge. So we are here for you. Hope you all join us next Thursday night at 8.30. I think our topic is on, oh, you know what? It is on sexual health. Yeah. And we will, <laughs> like, our goal is to have a, um, a guest speaker with us who actually, she does a lot of work with older community when it comes to incorporating like lingerie into their sex life. And so, and of course, sexual health and being more confident in expressing themselves. So I believe we'll have her on next week. If we don't have her on next week, we'll definitely have her on the week after. So we hope you all continue to join in on the Sex and Sensuality podcast. The recording streams every Monday night at 9 p.m. And then we are live every Thursday night. Sorry, Wednesday night. It's Thursday this night, but I think usually it's going to be Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. I hope you all have a good night and thank you all for joining us. Bye. Bye. Good night. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.